Hey, welcome to the Happy Rant Sports Podcast. I am Ted Cluck, joined as always in studio by my good friend and my partner in sports radio, Barnabas Piper. Pipe, uh, we are a couple of weeks out from the NFL draft, and as promised, we are going to do an NFL draft recap episode where we talk about some of our favorite picks, least favorite picks, team trajectories. Uh, but we have an additional project. And that project is finding a new team for my good friend. I call him Kevin Spacey because he looks just like Kevin Spacey. That joke has not aged well over the years. Uh, his real name <laughs> has, is... <laughs> has your friend been canceled yet? That's the real question. I don't know if he's been residually canceled as a result of the real Kevin Spacey's cancellation. But I wish you could see this guy because he looks just like him. But his real name's Jacob Mathis. Shout out Jacob Mathis. He's a huge fan of the show. Huge fan, especially of our sports program. <clears throat> and Spacey texted me during the draft. This is after the Titans had dealt A.J. Brown away. And he said, Ted, I'm done with the Titans. I'm getting a divorce. Uh, we're moving proceedings forward. And I, I need a new team. So help me find a new team. It's a project for you and Pipe. Uh, I want to hear you do it on the show. And Spacey's tired yeah, of... I would call this a crap I would uniform. call... I would not call this a no-fault divorce. Like This is definitely a divorce with cause. <laughs> exactly. If we're litigating this thing on the air and we're the sleazebags representing Kevin Spacey, I think he has cause. Um, the uniform, the marketing, uh, the lack of success, the dealing of players that he likes. Uh, we'll get into all this, Pipe, but first got to take a break and do some business. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Follow the Bible in a Year with Jack Graham podcast today. Begin your New Year's resolution with the Bible and see why millions have already started Bible in a Year with Jack Graham. This podcast was created to help you solidify your faith as you experience the story of the Bible through live action recordings and emotional orchestral music. Listen to Bible in a Year with Jack Graham on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, this is Dr. Doug Grothuis, host of Truth Tribe, where we seek the truth through reason and evidence about what matters most. And we are not tribal since truth is for everyone. Please join me at the Truth Tribe as I discuss the reasons for Christian faith, the Christian worldview, and moral issues such as abortion and gender ideology. To listen now, go to lifeaudio.com or search Truth Tribe on your favorite podcast app. All right, we're back. And we're ready to litigate uh, Spacey's breakup with the Titans. And I asked him, Piper, to sort of explain the nature of his complaint. 
And he said, and he's an eloquent guy, really smart guy. He said, rooting for the Titans is like really getting into a show and then seeing them slowly kill off your favorite characters one by one. And he, he said this coming on the heels of the AJ Brown trade. Um, and I feel his pain. So we're going to get into finding a new spot for space. But uh, first of all, I want to get your take on that trade because the receiver trade market and the receiver like self-perception market was just fascinating to me this year. Uh, I want to hear your thoughts on it first. Yeah, I I mean, I hated the trade um, from the Titans standpoint. Uh, it, yeah. It, like, I get it from the stance of paying a receiver is a bitter pill to swallow, but it just seems like there are certain teams that are just like, we we refuse to we refuse to do this. We're just you know we stubbornly yeah. refuse. But the, think about the other teams that traded away really good receivers. So you got the Chiefs traded yeah. away Tyreek Hill. Well, the Chiefs have one of the top two or three quarterbacks in the game right now. A really good offensive yeah. system. Tyreek Hill is not likely to age well. He's small and fast, right. which doesn't age well yeah. unless you're Deshaun Jackson. Um, so yeah. they they basically were like, yeah, we're not going to pay him. $30 million a year for the next five years. Um, the mm-hmm. Packers and Devontae Adams was different because he was 80% of their offense, give or take a percentage. Um, yeah. he He's a little younger. I think he's like 28. And he is somebody yeah. who's probably going to age well. Uh, but again, they're like, yeah. we don't want to put our money there. Oh, okay. That's fine. But again, top three, top, top two, three quarterback, good offensive system, et cetera. There's, they have something to fall back on. Um, Dallas traded Amari Cooper, who, I mean, they got like, what, a third or a fourth round pick for him? That was a straight salary dump, which I, I think was probably yeah. kind of fine there because, like, he's he's yeah. good but not great. Um, yeah. So for the Titans, this was one run, like, A.J. Brown is, what, 24? He came into the league young. Yeah, young. He's Very had some young. injury issues, but when he plays, he is a rare talent. Like he is mm-hmm. talent-wise at the game-breaking level of those those other guys we named. Yeah. And and they got back one first-round pick who they then took a like kind of a, a less compelling uh, version yeah, of AJ Brown. Yeah, I would say like the JV you know? version of AJ Brown. And Right. Right. You know, we're going to get to the picks we like and don't like. Spoiler alert, I hated that pick because of how they got there. <laughs> um, yeah, and, yeah. You know, the, the Vikings traded Stefan Diggs a few years ago and then promptly yeah. took Justin Jefferson, and that was an, it was completely a salary move. That's because they had already paid sure. Adam Thielen. They didn't want to pay Diggs more. Turns out Diggs has yeah. become one of the best receivers. Well, so has Jefferson. And so that was one that was like right. kind of worked. Uh, I didn't yeah. love it at the time, but they, they kind of backed themselves into it. I don't know. I, I yeah. hated it for the Titans because of all of these guys to be re-signed, Brown was the one who made the most sense because he's young yeah. and they don't have any other talent on offense if Derrick Henry is injured, which he, I've, you know, we'll yeah. see if he comes back. Yeah. I have, I have two more follow-up questions on this trade for you in the context of the Titans, but more broadly in the context of that trade. I actually kind of hate it for the Eagles too. They now have like nine compelling pass catchers and like no one who can throw the ball. Um, (laughs) Their quarterback can't throw the football. 
So I, I want to set an over under on the thing about the Eagles is I I think the Eagles are setting things up really well for whoever their star rookie quarterback is going to be next year. I don't think yeah, Jalen Hurts right. is their guy long term. I think they know it. I think right. that they're they're putting pieces in place so that they can bring a, a young quarterback, whether it's a trade or a draft pick or whatever, into a really good support system. No, I agree. I totally agree. And uh, yeah, real quick on that, the quarterback that I like the most for next year, and I'm man, I'm blanking on his name because CTE. I don't know, but the the kid from Kentucky. Kentucky has a really compelling quarterback. Nobody's kind of talking about him yet, but oh, yeah, I was just um, reading on him, and I've he's going to be really good because he's a Kentucky football player. Yeah, exactly. But he's awesome. He was very noticeable. So yeah, over under on how many weeks until AJ Brown is disgruntled in Philly because his quarterback can't throw? Um, six, seven. I don't know. I mean, he's played in uh, Tennessee where a quarterback can't throw for the last bunch of years. That's I mean, true. I, I he's feel used like his, to it. His paycheck will get him through this year. That's I feel good about. Yeah, that. that's true. Yeah, and he, he could become the new Allen Robinson in terms of never playing with anyone good. So I, I want to get back to what you just said vis-a-vis the quarterback situation in Tennessee. And I think this is part of my friend Spacey's beef. They're in like mediocre quarterback purgatory, mediocre veteran quarterback purgatory where there's no market for the guy. He's too expensive to deal. You're in the same purgatory. Yep. Um. And it's it's really hard to sort of be a fan of a team like that, right? It's hard to get excited about cheering for this team because you're in like an untenable situation with a quarterback. So my thought was, if there would have ever been a market for Tannehill, it would have been trying to sell him to Atlanta where his old coach was. Um, I, I, I guess I'm surprised they weren't more aggressive in trying to, to sell here's the thing about the mediocre quarterback the thing about the mediocre quarterback market is that um it in theory you can dump those guys but like Mm -hmm. you either have to eat the salary because that the reason that they are bad values is because you're paying a middle tier quarterback top tier money like atlanta did not want ryan Tannehill and his 28 or 38 or whatever million dollar salary so they would have probably gotten either like a seventh round pick back and just dumped his salary or had to eat a yeah. bunch of that money, which was part of the problem in the first place. I mean, when you have Tannehill, Kirk Cousins, I think Baker Mayfield, I think uh, yep. who else? There's there's two or three other of these guys. I think Jimmy G. Jimmy Garoppolo, maybe. Yeah. 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 Um, you... You're you're just stuck. There's a reason why Jimmy G is still on the Niners, and because it's it's because nobody wants him at that price. They're like, sure, we'll give you a sixth round pick yeah. for him. But then once you get him, you have this decision of like, wh- what did we really get? We went from right. a three win right. team to an eight or nine win team, which actually right. hurts our draft position. We had to pay this guy between twenty and forty million dollars, which actually hurts us. Like those guys are bad for the league. They're good football yeah, players. It's a tough but spot to be in. There isn't a salary slot for them that fits the team and actually works for the future. Yeah, and I think I think that's a part of this discussion, and it's really a part of the receiver discussion, in that like all these veteran receivers and all these veteran quarterbacks want like marquee player money, but only a fraction of them are actually worth it. Um and it remains to be seen really whether AJ Brown is worth it. We don't know. Um, we don't know in the way that we would have known with like a Devontae Adams, who we know is worth it, right? 
Um, the things that he did well in Green Bay, he's still going to do well in in Las Vegas, um, even if there's a grace period with with Carr or whatever. Um, the things that made him good are going to translate, but um, but yeah, we don't know that about a guy like AJ Brown, and it's and it's tough because and Cousins really started this domino falling right of a guy who everybody knew he was mediocre, but he got paid like an elite guy. And it kind of reset the market in a really sort of uh, un- untenable way. And um, yeah, you guys are stuck with it. Titans fans are stuck with Tannehill. It's a bad deal. Um, also, one last thing on the Titans before we, we move on to finding a team for space. Why didn't they trade Derrick Henry? I think this would have been a sneaky good time to do that. Uh, it might have gotten John Robinson crucified by his fan base but i i think that play style doesn't age well in running backs and we're we're reaching the ceiling of derrick henry's viability oh you um you, you can't trade running backs that's the thing the a player like yeah. derrick henry works when he is the center of your offense when he's healthy and granted he was healthy for what three four straight years absolutely dominant yeah. The reason that Tannehill looked like a professional quarterback is because he could lean on Derrick Henry. There is no other team in the league that wants to use Henry that way, that wants to pay Henry. Once a running back gets paid, you can't trade them. In fact, once a running back gets yeah. drafted, they don't have trade value. Like there's so yeah. like Brees Hall just got drafted by the Jets in the second round. You know, one of the top two uh, rookie running backs, probably him or uh, the guy from Michigan State who went to Seattle. But like yeah. Brees Hall, it, it, he was drafted with a second round pick. If they turned around and tried to get a second round pick for him right now, they couldn't do it. Yeah, they couldn't get a third. Yeah. They might get they might get fourth, fifth, or sixth, something like that. And uh, yeah. yeah, like running backs have value on the field, have no value in trade, mm-hmm. and once you've given them a second contract, you're just stuck with them. Yeah, no, that's very true, dude. Let's do two minutes on the Jets because. In my mind, the Jets are a, a nice contender for the Kevin Spacey new team sweepstakes. Um, they're in a cool city. Their uniform looks great on TV. Uh, it's a growth industry in that they've kind of always been terrible, but there's some upside there now. Uh, and I think they had a great draft. Uh, they had a, I don't know if it's a great draft, but it was a really fun draft. And getting Brees Hall in the second round, kind of taking a swing on Jermaine Johnson at the top of the first round... And then Sauce Gardner and um, Garrett Wilson. I think if you're a Jets fan, you're feeling really excited going into the season. What did you think about their draft? I I liked it. I thought they did the right. I mean, what the thing that they very mm-hmm. clearly did was say we've got a rookie, or he was a rookie quarterback. He really struggled. We need weapons. Yeah, let's go get him some weapons. And then they they drafted weapons that seemed to fit their draft slot. You know, they were highly rated. Yeah. They didn't overpick anybody. They strengthened yeah. kind of all the necessary positions. Um, and then they had a really bad secondary, so drafting Gardner made a ton of sense. And, uh, yeah, I, th- yeah. I thought they were really smart. And they they basically have put Wilson in a position where, assuming Mekhi Becton is healthy, yeah, he he now doesn't have an excuse to suck anymore. Like, Yeah. No, you, you're you right. Everything you need to succeed in the next two years. And, uh, they made one of my favorite moves 
of the offseason, too. Uh, they brought in Lakin Tomlinson at guard from uh-huh. San Francisco. He's like the quintessential wide zone athletic guard. He pairs with Elijah Vera Tucker. Their O-line has sneakily become pretty high end. And you're right. Yeah, O-line, weapons, kind of two-headed monster running back now with Michael Carter and Brees Hall. Um, and a great-looking uniform. Yep. So, Pipe, where are you at on the Jets' like TV uniform deal? Are you in on that? I think I, it's a beauty. Oh, I think it looks great. It also contrasts really well with most other uniforms. Um you know, that's that, true. The, the green and white is super clean. You put them on the same field as the Patriots. Mm-hmm. The contrast is great as the Bills. Yeah. Granted, those are the same colors as Miami. Granted, uh, Miami is kind of a weird one because they look that, that that turquoise and teal is just weird. But yeah, super crisp. I like yeah. it. I don't know that I would recommend that Spacey become a Jets fan uh, unless yeah. he decides that's a big to, swing, unless he decides to sit this season out, you know, for mental yeah. health purposes and kind of give them a chance yeah. to prove themselves because like. You're just asking for torture if history is any indication. And I, he, he may need something Absolutely. a little more solid than that. No, I agree. That's good advice. That's, that's pastoral advice. And it's why you're a man of the cloth. You're thinking about Spacey's <laughs> mental health. He could take a Calvin Ridley year if he, if he signs at the Jets. I mean, I think the Jets let's be not fun. bet on our own games, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I, think, I think the Jets would be a fun jersey purchase team. Like, you'd have a good time, like going online and buying the jersey. You yeah, know, you could go true. a lot of different ways with the jersey buy. Um you could go Sauce Gardner, you could go Brees Hall. Um you could go obscure and get like an Elijah Vera Tucker jersey, which is what I would do. Um I think they're a fun they're a fun gear buying he, team. Although Space has Space has delineated that he doesn't he doesn't want the Jets, but I'm making the okay. I'm making the the plea it's, anyway. I think they're um, I think they're worthy of of pending consideration i will say this one more thing about the jets draft that i absolutely loved so they you know they they dumped a bunch of talent they you know did the jamal adams trade all these different things collected picks and then they didn't waste them like they didn't keep rolling them forward uh they just yeah in fact they traded some late round picks to move up a little bit and they basically i think i I like they had a pick after the second or third round and they came away with like five guys all of whom will probably start this year and it's really no, hard. No, I know. I love that too. Yeah, it's really hard to look at a rebuilding team and go, boy, I don't know what they could have done better. Like, did you want 10? I keep hearing like teams talk about they want more bites at the apple, you know, with later round picks. Yeah. I'm like, that just means you want to cut more guys. I would rather have exactly. five guys in the first three rounds and no other picks than I would 12 guys, nine of whom are going to end up playing for somebody else's practice squad. Yeah, it's interesting. I saw this as like maybe a 15-player draft in that there were probably 15 guys, give or take a couple, who were going to make an impact and really be good. And I think the Jets may have gotten four of them, um, which pretty pretty great draft by the Jets. Pipe, I want to talk about another great draft team, but it's a team that I have some concerns about in terms of pairing them with Spacey long-term. And there, there are a lot of reasons for this. But I love their draft. Baltimore. Uh, they sit around and they get Kyle Hamilton, uh, who plummets, maybe the best football player in the draft, definitely one of the 15 guys who were real players. They get Kyle Hamilton and then they mess around and get Tyler Linderbaum, who might have been my favorite lineman in the draft. He plays center. He comes from Iowa, which is an offensive line factory, just a clean prospect, great tape, great workouts. 
short arms, but who cares? He's a center. Uh, I think the the Ravens crushed it, and uh, they always kind of crush it. And then they hung around and got David Ojabo in the second round, who yeah. had a first round grade before he tore his Achilles. And oh, they, all they, of this being said, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say they had my maybe my favorite pick in the second round. And in the fourth round, which after the fourth round, I don't care about picks for the most part. But yeah, yeah. I thought I thought a Jabo in the second was like it's basically a first round pick next year. If they get anything out of yeah. him this year, it's great. But he was yeah, he would have yep. he would have gone in that Jermaine Johnson range, you know, middle of the first yeah. uh, had he been healthy. And then they got Daniel Falele. From the offensive tackle, oh, I tackle love Falele, dude. In uh, yeah, from Minnesota in the uh, in the fourth, and yep. he's never going to be a star. But like, there's no reason he can't be a ten year right tackle, sort of Orlando Brown Junior ish. Yeah. Uh, I think he's yep. more agile yep. than that, um, and has the. He actually p- reminds me of Orlando Brown Senior. Okay, in terms of like, you know, he's a little more lumbering than Orlando Brown Junior, but. Yeah, he could he could stack a decade in the league. So, I actually I want to do a minute on Flele in the context of another guy. So, I watched a ton of O-line tape this offseason and I was really intrigued by this class. And Flele got dinged because he ran really slow at the combine, who cares? But I watched a lot of his tape and he move he moves really well functionally. Like he moves better than Derek uh, this guy, Darian Kennard from Kentucky, who has a similar body type. Um, I came away from the Falele experience really impressed. And I came away from the Trevor Penning experience not impressed. So the Saints take a huge swing. They give up a bunch of capital to, to move up in the draft and get Chris Olave and Trevor Penning. I think Penning is bad. Uh, when I watch Penning... Looks amazing. Looks great getting off the bus. He looks like Ivan Drago. On the field, man, he's lumbering. He's not a good athlete. They didn't run behind him a whole lot at Northern Iowa, which is strange considering he's this allegedly elite prospect. I don't know. I just didn't like the Trevor Penning thing. I thought Falele was a great value. Shout out to the Ravens for um, just doing what they do always, which is getting great value. It doesn't feel like they miss in the draft, especially not those uh, like third, fourth rounders. They just their team is loaded with third and fourth rounders. Maybe it's because they always have those comp picks and stuff. But yeah, when 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 you said a team for him to root for, I mean, I'd kind of set aside the teams with like stars. I'm like, okay, not the Chiefs. They're too obvious. You know, not the Packers because I hate the Packers. Uh, and right. so forth, and the Ravens were the first one that came to mind. And I, yeah, you said you have some concerns, though. I'm intrigued. What are your concerns, dude? I I do, and they might be petty. So hear me out on this, and I wanna, I wanna conversate about it like gentlemen, and I'm willing to have my mind changed. Number one concern: uniform. Um, it's hard to look at. It's hard to look at in a similar way to the Titans. Uh, when they wear the all black pants with like black socks, it looks pajamic. Um, they look like they're in a onesie. <laughs> I love that word. I don't like it. It's not even a real word. But <laughs> yeah, I love it's, it. It's pajamic. Yeah, and 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 so there's the uniform concern. It just never looks good on TV. Purple and black is a bad combination. Uh, I just don't like it. So that's that's one. And then secondly, 
the most memorable member of that franchise in their young history may have like stabbed a couple guys in Atlanta. Like, um, they don't have a great like litany of fun stars in the past. Um, they have had success, so yeah. you know, for a fairly young brand, they've been successful. Um, I just I have trouble getting there with the Ravens in terms of likability. That may be a me problem, though. Like, uh, respond to that. So the it, the Ravens are two two very different teams. They are the mm-hmm. analyst dream team. So, like, if you're a fan who loves to trust your front office, yeah, by all means, Spacey, root for the Ravens. Yeah, if you're That's true. if you are a fan who wants to root for the most exciting players, you have one. Lamar Jackson is one yeah. of the most exciting players. Everybody else on your team is, is kind of functional and boring. So yeah. it, you you don't have the like explosion, excitement, whatever, but you do have the like we're yeah. we're always gonna be solid. We will never be bad yeah. because of how how they continue to reload. Uh Harbaugh has been just a good NFL coach for what, like twelve years or something now. That's probably yeah. a slight yeah. exaggeration, but a good long time. And uh, yeah. so, yeah, there's I, that. That's my take. Also, hundred percent with you on the uniform. All all black uniforms are always ugly in football. Yeah, they're bad. Yeah, it's they, they're really really yeah, bad. They, they you, look. They you look straight out of like the replacements or something. So, yep. Yeah, really bad uniforms. Black and purple is hideous. Now, if they did when they do the white uniforms in the black pants, it's it's much better. Yeah. Um, but I just yeah. kind of I hate a primary black NFL uniform. Unless you're the Raiders, yeah. Even then, and they, even with the Raiders, silver pants. It, it's always with the silver pants. Yeah. Um, let's talk about the Raiders as a fun team for Spacey. Uh, they made one of my favorite offensive line draft picks. They didn't have a pick until the third round. They get Dylan Parham, a guard out of Memphis. Uh, I love the tape on Dylan Parham. Super athletic. Could be a sneaky Aaron Donald neutralizer on the interior of the line. He's just a big athlete, moves really well. Good pick by the Raiders. Um, the Raiders, obviously, the move of the offseason for them uh, was Devontae Adams. They they paid Derek Carr. Um, they seem primed to do some things with an array of weapons that are going to make them hard to cover. Uh, they've got two kind of, um, you know, doctoral level route runners and Hunter Renfro and Devontae Adams. They've got Darren Waller. Darren Waller's not not a bad player himself. Yeah, no slouch in that in that regard. Um they've taken a lot of swings and misses draft wise under Mayock, but have kind of weathered it. You know, they've 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 weathered it pretty well because they hit on guys like Max Crosby and, you know, they've they've kind of been able to salvage it. So where you out on the Raiders is a fun team. There, I would put them right there with the Jets for a different reason. In the like, yeah, Spacey, if you're going to sit this year out, keep an eye on the Raiders because yeah, the Jets have been horrific and seem to be doing things well now. The Raiders yeah. have been oddly competitive despite doing everything wrong. Gruden and Mayock were. If <laughs> yeah. you look at their first round picks, in the, oh my I think gosh, first and second, none of them are on the team. Yeah. They don't have a single first round pick on the team. If they had so just bad. drafted, like, according to Chalk, who's the guy who every, yeah. like, consensus, they would have, you know, four additional starters and probably would have made the playoffs last year, et cetera. So I would, yeah. I would say if, 
if this offseason is any indication, so they bring in a new head coach, McDaniels didn't have awesome success when he coached before, but he was fine, and, and he's, he's yeah. probably grown up some since then. They've got a really exciting offensive talent. If Carr's the guy, yeah. I kind of wonder if they're in quarterback purgatory because I don't know if Carr's that guy. Yeah. But yeah, I would, say, I would say give them a year because they, they could potentially be exciting, but they're also in a tough division. Like they're not, they're the worst team yeah. in that division and they're an exciting team. No, I totally agree. Great city, fun jersey purchase, uh, tough division. Yeah, you're yeah. absolutely right. Uh, Pipe, I want to take a break and then I want to ask you a question about another team in that division. Follow the Bible in a Year with Jack Graham podcast today. Begin your New Year's resolution with the Bible and see why millions have already started Bible in a Year with Jack Graham. This podcast was created to help you solidify your faith as you experience the story of the Bible through live action recordings and emotional orchestral music. Listen to Bible in a Year with Jack Graham on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Jesus spoke this gospel, repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand. But what is the kingdom, and why was this good news? My name is Pastor Britt Mooney, host of the Kingdom Over Coffee podcast, where we explore teachings on the nature of the kingdom and the practical impacts of infusing everyday life with the power of heaven. To listen to Kingdom Over Coffee, you can go to lifeaudio.com or search Kingdom Over Coffee on your favorite podcast platform. God bless. Okay, we're back. Can you hear that background noise, by the way? I heard it briefly when we were on a break. It, yeah, it sounded like either a vacuum or a blender, perhaps. I'm not sure which. Coffee grinder? Yeah, it's it's my wife. She's a she's a professional chef. She's running a food processor in the background. So, all right, well. Uh, I, apologies I, to her. I like things. ambient noise. I don't have any complaints. Listeners, yeah. if you do, uh, I'm sorry. I don't care. Little ambient studio noise. Never hurt anybody. Um, Pipe, let's talk chargers. And I want to do this, again, in the context of Spacey because they might be a fun team. But they're a fun team that, again, I kind of have trouble, and I'm less sure on why I have trouble with the Chargers. Because on paper, awesome young quarterback, um, you know, fun receiving core, good draft. Zion Johnson at 17 overall, mm-hmm. I liked it for them. Uh, Isaiah Spiller gives them kind of a different look in the backfield. They had a fun draft. But I kind of have trouble getting there. They took a fullback. They took my guy Xander Horvath out of Purdue. Um, I'm in on that. Why Why am I not more bullish on the Chargers as a spacey team? Because it'd be a good jersey purchase. He could go powder blue. Uh, where are you at on them? I'd, the, the Chargers are the I like the photo negative of the Titans. In that yeah. they, their uniform is is very cool. Granted, I liked him better when they were in San Diego because San Diego is just a cool city. Same. Uh, Cool uniform, really exciting quarterback. Lots. There's a lot of exciting players on that team. You know, fun players to watch, different kinds of fun players. Austin Eckler's a weird running back because he's tiny and really good, kind of the opposite of Derrick Henry. They have have Keenan Allen, who's kind of the opposite of A.J. Brown, and that Keenan Allen is slow and an absolute surgeon. They've got uh, Jameson... Uh, why am I blanking on his name? Uh, there's safety. Is uh, yeah. Uh, Derwin James. Derwin James. Yeah. Why did I say James? Right. Because I'm yeah. reading that on screen. Derwin James. 
Yeah. They've got they got one of the Bosa's. They've got all these guys who are really exciting, and they're perpetually disappointing. Yeah. Whereas the Titans, you're like, yeah. I don't know, I can't name either of their cornerbacks, anybody on their defensive line, and I only know Derrick Henry and formerly AJ Brown, and somehow they win the division two consecutive years. So they're they're yeah. almost polar opposites. So it'd be a very different experience. But that perpetually disappointing is the only reason I would say maybe don't jump to the Chargers. But they were the other team yeah. along with the Ravens that I thought that that seems like yeah. a good team to go get behind. They're a strong contender, and I think I like them better than the Ravens. Uh, but it's close. One of my issues, Pipe, L.A. is just such a garbage pro sports city. Uh, or pro football city, I should say. So is Nashville. Um, that's true, dude. That's so true. That would be a lateral move in terms of you know garbage markets for an NFL team but um and, and that actually that actually reframes it in a in a light that I can live with um he wouldn't be going backward in that regard um and as cool as their stadium is it's I don't like stadiums that are shared with other teams um which is a knock on the on the Jets too I guess but um I, I don't like it when a team has to share their their clubhouse with somebody else um that's just a, a small yeah, thing. And it's, uh, especially not when the other team is better and yeah. draws better and everything. Pipe, let's talk about another kind of sneaky draft that I liked and a sneaky team that I kind of like for Spacey and kind of like them for myself. I've gotten weirdly fascinated with this team. And I don't think space is going to go for it because they're in the Titans division. It's the Texans. Um, Derek Stingley, big swing at number three overall, but a potential franchise corner. I don't hate that pick. I loved Kenyon Green at 15 overall. I think he was one of the 15 players in this draft. Uh, He'll start immediately at guard, but he's played everywhere along the offensive line at Texas A&M. Moves really well. Love Kenyon Green. Jalen Petrie is sort of the uh, archetypal slot corner in the second round. They get John Mechie, who is less glamorous than a lot of the Alabama receivers who have come out of late, but he was just catching the ball all the time. Like, you watch Alabama games, and it's a lot of John Mechie. Uh, Christian Harris, Alabama backer. Damian Pierce, one of my favorite running backs, undervalued in the draft. They get him at 107. I'm kind of in on the Texans. And... They're a weird franchise. They made a weird hire. Lovey Smith, that whole thing is weird. Um, I don't quite know what they're doing, but I don't hate it. And they played hard last year. They were a, for a team that was supposedly garbage, they were a really fun watch last year at times. And um, I'm kind of into it. They kind of have a, they have some fun guys in the past. Like they had JJ Watt, they had Brian Cushing, they had Tony Baselli for a minute. I'm kind of in. Um, do, do the Texans move the needle for you at all, Pipe? No, they don't. But uh, okay. n- not, but I don't disagree with anything you said. I just think they they mm-hmm. were so barren of anything worth rooting yeah. for that like Spacey yeah. would have to be somebody who like he would have to be one of those guys <laughs> who sees like a litter of Chihuahua puppies in the gutter and is like, I'm going to rear <laughs> these because he's good hearted. Yeah. Like that's you know that's yeah. that's the Texans. I, I liked their draft simply because they had a draft. Under O'Brien, yeah. Bill O'Brien, when he was the GM, they just they gave up all their draft picks 
for yeah. they just they didn't have anything. And so to yeah. just get a bunch of professional football players, you know, all the guys you listed yeah. will probably, assuming health, get significant roles for them this year. They just needed yeah. that. Their cupboard were bare. I think Davis Mills, you know, I don't know if he'll be a great starter, but he was a third or fourth round pick last year and was one of the better rookie quarterbacks. And if if yeah. you find an adequate quarterback in the third round, that gives you a two or three year runway of building a solid team around him. So I think they're headed in the right direction of kind of restoring dignity to the franchise. Yeah. But you got to be a special kind of person to want to root for a we're restoring dignity franchise. Yeah. Your Chihuahua puppy analogy. <laughs> it may have been some of your best analogy work of all time. Uh, you you captured it perfectly. That's That's who space would have to be to come on board with the Texans. I don't know who the jersey purchase is quite yet. Um, that's a that's an issue. I don't know if you go, you know, Kenyon Green. Or I, I think it's Stingley. What you do there, but like, yeah, Stingley would be a fun. It'd be a fun one. He'll he'll probably wear a single digit number. It'd be a fun purchase. Um, Pipe, I want to make an elegant argument for the team that I really want Space to come on board with, and I want to frame it in the context of their draft, but just. Some other measurables that I really like for this team. It's the Detroit Lions. Um, a team that I know well and love, despite them sucking uh, really forever. Here's where I'm at with it. Great uniform. All right, The color scheme isn't changing. They tweak with it here and there, but the current iteration is really, really good. Uh, it's a beautiful TV uniform. It's a fun jersey to buy. Uh, there's that fun coach, Dan Campbell. You can't help but like the guy like he's the kneecap biter. He cries at press conferences, but he's like the quintessential NFL tough guy. He's one of like two to three NFL coaches with a personality currently. <laughs> um, those are in short supply. I, th I think I want a personality guy, uh, for the team that I'm liking. So that, that checks that box. Really good draft, like above average fun draft, but a good draft. Um, they get the number one overall guy at number two in Aiden Hutchinson. He'll move the needle immediately. Uh, they take a big swing to come back into the first round and get Jamison Williams, maybe the best receiver in the draft when healthy. Uh, Josh Paschal at 46 overall. I was texting with a former NFL player on draft night who's close to the current NFL coach of a team who really wanted Josh Pascal. Um, this coach thinks Pascal is a future pro bowler. Um, so they get, they get two really compelling edge guys in the same draft. Uh, Kirby Joseph turnover machine at Illinois at safety, just a really good draft for them. And they're a really fun team to like, I think they're going in the right direction like the Jets, they've put together sneakily maybe a top five offensive line when everybody's healthy. Panay Sewell, Taylor Decker, Frank Ragnow at center, a couple of serviceable guys at guard. Now we have a weapon to go with Amon Ross St. Brown. You still have Hawkinson at tight end. I'm in. I'm in on the Lions. Uh, the rest of the division probably got worse. The Lions got better. I'm in. Your thoughts? See, I, I think the Lions, uh, 
So, you know, I mentioned the Eagles basically loading up for what they think will be another quarterback in the future. The thing is, the Eagles are probably going to be too good to get a top five pick and a star quarterback. The Lions are not going to be too yeah. good. But yeah. they have they took a, a roster that was absolutely bereft of anything worthwhile two years ago, other than yeah. like Frank Ragnow, and have turned it yeah. into like they're not good, but but right. they're in a position to be good and they can now make strategic signings. They can build around the draft getting Sewell last year and Hutchinson this year with top five picks when the quarterback uh, talent kind of wasn't there the way they wanted it to be smart picks. You know, they didn't miss. I, I mean, I'm assuming Hutchinson is going to be a very good player and uh, yeah. yeah, they, I, I mean, I'm my favorite team is in the same division. I've never been yeah. concerned about, the Lions since Barry Sanders retired. So <laughs> with good reason. Yeah. yeah I just, yeah. and I'm not concerned about them now, but I look at it and I go last year, they played really hard for their coach and they weren't good this yeah. year. They have more talent. Yeah. Who they, uh, they signed the wide receiver from uh, Jacksonville too. Um, Chark. Yeah. Uh, Chark, you know, yep. it's a one-year contract. So but DJ again, Chark. It, it, yeah. But that's the kind of thing that puts you in a position to like, you have to have somebody to put out on the field. One year, eight million dollars for yeah. Shark is fine. And, oh, you do uh, that. Do that all day long. And if he's and if he's good, which he has the potential to be, re-sign him. If he's not, yeah, absolutely. Thanks for playing. And uh, I, yeah, I, they're not so dissimilar. I, they're significantly better than the Texans, but they're they're kind of just uh, yeah. In they're kind of the next chapter of that. When, in, in terms yeah. of what I would say to Spacey, what what will uh, determine it for them is who do they draft at quarterback next year? Because they have to. They have to draft a quarterback yeah, next do. year. So they're going to get Stroud. They're going to get Bryce Young. They're going to get, uh, what is yeah. dude's name? Uh, it's Will, is it Levis? Dude from yeah, Kentucky? Levis. Yeah. Will Levis from Kentucky. That's who I want. Yeah, Levis from Kentucky, Stuck. something like that. I mean, and of course, these things shake out. You know, this year there was eight first round yeah. quarterbacks, and then there was one, and I don't even think he should have been one. So, exactly. But they have to get a quarterback next year, or this whole rebuild is a waste because they just wasted half of the rookie contracts for star, you know, kind of star young guys. So if they get the yeah. right guy, they're they're going to be fun and dangerous. Another kind of point of argument in favor of the Lions is how garbage the division is about to be. Um, you know, Rodgers will retire at some point. Um, Green Bay got worse this offseason. Uh, the Bears are a disaster. Uh, the Bears the Bears are the new... They're the Texans circa two or three years ago where they have an interesting quarterback and literally nothing else. Um that's a that's a garbage fire. Oh, there yeah, when we wrote down draft picks uh, we didn't like, I wrote down a couple of specifics mm -hmm. and I just said everything the Bears did. And it's not cuz I dislike the players, it's because yeah. when you trade away a ton of capital to get a, a star rookie quarterback, you then need to support mm -hmm. the star rookie quarterback. They didn't yeah. at all. Yeah. Not with any free agent signings, no. not with any draft picks. Just none of it makes yeah. sense to me. As a Vikings fan, I'm thrilled. As a football fan, I think it's almost malpractice. I, I honestly am so intrigued by like <laughs> how Justin Fields' body language can get any worse. 
Like if DraftKings had a line on that somehow, I would I would be a buyer. Like it's gonna be it's gonna be astonishing to see his body language devolve even from what it was last year. I kind of can't you remember wait. when David Carr um, was so, a rookie for the for speaking of the yeah, Texans. Yeah, so yeah. well, I think he was number one yeah. overall pick. If not, you know, it was top two or three. Um, yeah, set an NFL record for sacks as a rookie. Yeah, and never turned into a, a good NFL player. Like he had, he he stuck around for a while. Yeah. But I I think that's going to happen to Fields. Like I just I think Fields is going to get destroyed. Yeah. I think you know yeah. he's he's just going to get so beat up, and he's going to end up being an absolute broken wreck who never quite puts it together because he need yeah. he needed to develop as a quarterback, and they put him in a position like Deshaun Watson five years into the league couldn't be good on that Bears team. Right. They they have no, utterly set him up to fail, and they deserve whatever they get for it. Yeah, no, I agree. You know, and they've they've long been one of football's most poorly managed franchises, and they kind of, you know, caught lightning in a bottle in the '80s with Peyton and McMahon and Ditka and all those great defensive players being on the field at the same time. But um, but yeah, historically, really bad. Um, so I think the rest of the division kind of, you know, having their nadir at the same time the the Lions are ascending could be helpful. Um, the question mark for me in that division is your team, Pipe. Um, the Vikings. Kind of a quiet draft, but a good one, I think. You know, I'm, I'm looking at the picks. I don't hate them. Um, not an exciting draft. But yeah, they basically, they basically put themselves in a position to get out from bad money in a year or two. Um, or old yeah. money, I should say. You know, they draft Lewis Seen uh, as a safety in the first round. That's he's he's yeah. functionally Harrison Smith's replacement uh, right. when Smith's contract yep. is up, or he refuses to renegotiate yep. again. Uh, they got mm-hmm. um, Andrew Booth in the second, who's my favorite pick. They got because talent wise, I think he's a first rounder, but he's got injury problems. They they needed corners, so he he's a Patrick yep. Peterson replacement in a year or two. Um, same thing, you know, they just kind of did the same thing down the line. They drafted a guard in the second round, Ed Ingram, which I think also probably signals a slight offensive sh- philosophy shift. This is a bunch of people who hated that pick. They're like, he doesn't fit the Viking system. I'm like, the Vikings have a new offensive coordinator. We don't know their system. Exactly. So exactly. maybe the current guards don't fit their system because as far as I can tell, their current right guards don't fit in the NFL. So uh, that, that, <laughs> might, right. that might be a solid pick. It might be a dumb pick. Yeah. No idea. I, I basically yeah. came away from their draft uninspired and hoping that they get four or five starters and two or three additional contributors out of it and kind of go, well, it, it was useful, though those guys are good. You know, if scene turns into, I don't know, uh, Earl, uh, Earl, why am I blanking? Earl Thomas. Earl yeah. Thomas. I almost Earl said Earl Thomas Campbell. And I'm like, no, Earl yeah. Campbell is a running back with big thighs. That's a different guy. <laughs> Uh, Earl yeah, Thomas, yeah. then great. If he turns into just a you know six seven year starter at safety, that's what you want out of the end of the first round. So, yeah, yeah. I yeah. don't know. I I don't think the Vikings are a question mark. I think the Vikings are what they have been, which is they're going to win somewhere between eight and ten games. Uh, mm-hmm. They have enough offensive talent to put up points, and yeah. they have a quarterback who can't win when it matters. Their defense will either be putrid or okay. It will not be better than okay. Yeah. They just don't have the talent for it. Yeah, and uh, yeah. that about adds up to a team that's near five hundred. Yeah, 
No, I think I think your assessment is spot on there, Pipe. I want to do one minute defending the Patriots draft. Um, we've spent the last two weeks basically listening to them just get drawn and quartered by everybody who responds to draft things. And I don't necessarily hate all those takes. Here's my thing. Um, I like Cole Strange. I like the player a lot. Could they have gotten him later? Probably. I think he's going to be really good. Uh, I watched a lot of him. I liked him. I like what I saw. Good pick. Uh, I like the two corners. They took two swings at corner. They had to. Uh, they kind of went for traits there. The The one pick that I really take umbrage with vis-a-vis the Patriots draft is Tyquan Thornton. The reach at receiver, number 50 overall. All he can do is run fast in a straight line. Maybe that's enough. Wait, Bill uh, Belichick sucks tell. at drafting receivers? Do tell. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It remains to be seen if he can catch the ball, which is kind of a a requirement for that position. Um, I don't know. I don't hate the Patriots draft as much as the draft media community seems to hate it. I actually think they took some interesting O-line swings toward the end of the draft. Uh, I like the Andrew Stuber, the tackle from Michigan. Um, I think he could play some guard and be kind of an interesting value. So uh, I don't hate what they did, but the rest of the division really kind of sexily got better. You know, the the Jets had the sexy draft. The Dolphins had the sexy offseason with Tyree Kill. The Bills, you know, everyone's just besotted with uh, with their quarterback and just the whole Bills experience. Um, the Pats didn't do anything sexy. That's for sure. But it, it feels a lot to me like, I mean, I kind of feel like Bill Belichick is just giddy because he's like, oh, we get to go back to 2002, you know, when... Yeah, we our offensive system was all just kind of ball management and making it work and a tough defense and out scheming the other team. And, you know, it was before Mm -hmm. Tom Brady was Tom Brady. Like they just Mm -hmm. didn't do anything sexy for like eight years and were really good. And their best receivers were, you know, it was like Wes Welker and yeah, whoever else. They had Troy Brown. They had a couple different guys named David, who I always got confused. And uh, yeah, they definitely. weren't sexy for yeah. years and were kind of perpetually good. And even on defense, they had good players. But like when Lawyer Malloy is your best defensive player, like, eh, you're not that right. sexy. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think Very Belichick true. is probably giddy at the chance to just run out there, run like 22 solid professionals out there and see what he can do with his little <laughs> mastermind. Yeah, he wants to be like the early 2000s Pistons, you know, and if he can pull that off, then. God bless him. We'll be we'll be excited to watch it. But um, here's another weird Pats thing. We don't know who's going to call the plays offensively. It might be Matt Patricia, who's a defensive guy. <laughs> like, there's no sort of there. There's so much cloak and dagger over there in terms of who's doing what on the coaching staff. We call him know. a that defensive guy, but he hasn't coached a good defense in like ten years. Yeah, exactly. Like his last. His last role was as a defensive guy, but but yeah, we use that term very loosely around here. Um, Pipe, we probably need to wrap this up, but are there any kind of high upside teams for Kevin Spacey that we didn't talk about? Um, Let's see. Anybody you like there? I in in the in the same realm as sort of the Ravens, 
and this is another mm-hmm. one to be tricky because it's kind of within the, it's within the division. I think the Colts are a team that would be okay worthy of consideration. Um, yeah, granted, I that. think they might just be a better version of the Titans, though. You know, more mm-hmm. more solid than Star with Purgatory with run yeah. one running back. Yeah, they un, instead of having one mediocre quarterback, they cycle through a bunch of old mediocre quarterbacks. Um, granted, yeah. they got hosed because Andrew. Like, if they still had Andrew Luck, they would win the division every year and and you know be in the conversation for Super yeah. Bowls and stuff like that. So they're an interesting yeah. team. Honestly, if I was like, if you just want to take an absolute flyer on an interesting team. Miami is it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Let's let's do the Miami thing, um, because I'm I'm not disagreeing with you, and I'm maybe agreeing, but I want to hear your argument, and then I'll add some stuff. So, I mean, you mentioned how all the teams in the AFC East got kind of sexily better. Uh, Miami definitely yeah. did. Traded for Tyreek Hill. They already had Jalen Waddle. They've got they've got yeah. some they got some fun weapons on offense. Uh, there's no evidence that Tua is going to be a good quarterback. Um, yeah. Other than the fact that he hasn't been an abysmal quarterback, and he's he's got, yeah he's on he has a new offensive coach. Like maybe maybe he's it's all going to click. Um, yeah. They they're a it's an awesome city. They have the mm-hmm. weirdest coolest uniforms in terms of like well nothing else in the NFL looks like that. You you will never yeah. get them confused for another team. Um. They play in a I'll division. tell you one thing about their uniform that I love. Their throwback is an absolute beaut, dude. Yes. When they go like teal jersey, white pants, and it's like the the 1970s or early 80s style throwback with like the big blocky numbers and the big blocky like nameplate on the back yep. and the old helmet striping, that thing is gorgeous. They got a weird looking but kind of cool looking stadium. Mm-hmm. Uh, it looks small. It looks like a soccer stadium kind of. Um. Yeah, one, dude, the Dolphins are fun. One factor we haven't considered in this is, you know, yeah. half of every half of every team's games are against divisional opponents. One of the worst things yeah. about the Titans is that a I have to watch them every week, and b their division sucks. Every yeah. team that they yeah, play against true. is boring to watch. Miami, <laughs> that true, is dude. not the case. You've got New York yeah. Jets coming through. You've got New England coming through, who's always just kind of a who knows what they're going to be. Interesting. You got yeah, Buffalo, yeah. who is exciting and really good. Yeah. Um. So yeah. half the games are now against interesting teams. That's a strong start. Yeah. The same would be true for uh for San Diego and Baltimore, as long as we're considering them yeah. fun divisions. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, I think I think I think Miami would be an interesting one. However, if I was Spacey, I think I would go for a team that was already good. Like, having yeah. been a Titans fan, I'm like, why would I want to go watch somebody else's quarterback question mark? That's true. I, yeah, I think, I think quarterback is a big part of this yeah. for Space. I think I, would, um, I think I would look at, so San Diego for that reason, because Justin Herbert is really exciting to watch. If you're in Tennessee, you will never yeah. see a Chargers game. They're never on. You can't find them unless you go pay lots of money to to, to watch them. To get the um, package, yeah, yeah. Kansas City, um, Kansas City is a team. Like, it, are you a front runner if you if you jump on the Kansas City bandwagon? I think you are, dude. I th- I think it's got to be a little more of a growth industry than that. I I don't think here's, I don't think Space wants to be a front runner. Okay, here's the thing about Kansas City that I will push back on the front runner thing a little bit. They yeah. they have gotten 
pretty convincingly beat in the playoffs a couple consecutive years. They, um, yeah, it, the Titans beat them one year. Uh, so you know yeah. he was he was front and center for that. Patrick Mahomes makes them a front runner. Everything else going on on that team is fascinating right now. They got rid of their yeah. most explosive offensive player and started mm-hmm. to do smart things to kind of reframe that offense. So it's no longer like they're going to blow the doors off of everybody. They've got they've got route runners, they got smart guys, they they're rebuilding the defense to be like a solid football team. Awesome uniforms, awesome stadium and fan base. A bit obnoxious, but you know, still great. Yeah. I don't know. If yeah. I was going to if I was going to go the front runner route, it would be Buffalo or Kansas City. Yeah. Yeah, and I think if I'm choosing between Buffalo and Kansas City, I choose Kansas City because Andy Reid's the coach. He's an easy guy to like. He's cool looking, looks like a big walrus, has a bit of a personality. Sean McDermott just seems like a whiny douche. And um, whenever they cut to him during games, which is like at the end of literally every play, you're having to look at Sean McDermott. I just don't like the experience. So, um, yeah, I think I think Kansas City, if you want to go front runner, that's the spot. Pipe, let's take another quick break, and then I got one more potential landing spot for Spacey. Follow the Bible in a Year with Jack Graham podcast today. Begin your New Year's resolution with the Bible and see why millions have already started Bible in a Year with Jack Graham. This podcast was created to help you solidify your faith as you experience the story of the Bible through live action recordings and emotional orchestral music. Listen to Bible in a Year with Jack Graham on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts app, or wherever you get your podcasts. The greatest red carpet you'll ever walk is through your front door. We're Dr. Josh and Christy Straub, marriage and leadership coaches and hosts of the Famous at Home podcast. With a realistic, grace-filled look at the struggles families face today, we cover topics designed to help you become a rock star under your roof, set healthy rhythms between work and home, and build a rock-solid marriage. To listen now, go to lifeaudio.com or search Famous at Home on your favorite podcast platform. All right, we're back. One fun team that's pretty good, i.e. they've been in a Super Bowl in the last few years. They got a fun young guy at quarterback. They got a fun young hipster for a head coach. It's Kyle Shanahan. It's the Niners. Um, Low-hanging fruit, great franchise history, good throwback uniform, um, fun guys. They have Kittle. They have one of the Bosa's. Uh, they have Debo Samuel for the time being. Uh, nobody knows what's going to happen to Trey Lance, but it's kind of fun to think about. Uh, the uni looks good on TV. I don't. I don't know. I'm kind of into the Niners thing for Spacey. Where are you at on that? I think. I think from an aesthetic experience, uh, the Niners are one of the best. I have loved them yeah. since like the Steve Young, Jerry Rice, Ricky yeah. Waters days yeah. when they beat yeah. who was it. Did they beat the Cowboys, Bills? Who did they beat? No, they beat the Cowboys in the uh, NFC Championship game. They beat... Yeah. Uh, no, they beat the Chargers in the Super Bowl in like Yeah, they trashed the Chargers. Yeah, it was like 56 yeah, to just 14, and Steve Young threw six touchdowns. Yeah. Man, I, that, that was like, oh. Yeah. And I've just kind of enjoyed him since. I think Shanahan, yeah. his career is going to look very similar to Andy Reid's. He is, yeah, he is I agree. Quick, he is That's a good comp. He is earning a reputation as a great scheme coach 
who cannot manage a game and shoots himself in the foot over and over. Like if you look at his fourth <laughs> quarters in in yeah. big games, he's gotten outscored by like eighteen touchdowns in the last several seasons. Yeah. Um Yeah. But he's a good coach. You don't win without being a good yeah. coach. And Reed was a great yeah. coach for a long time before finally closing the deal, earning the respect he deserved. He's Shanahan's not likable though. Like he's right. there's that issue. And and maybe that doesn't matter. Maybe you don't need your coach to be likable, but like he yeah. He's, he's a crank. Yeah. Yeah, he's a crank, but he has a brand. You know what I mean? Like, he's yeah. he's noticeable. Like, there are some NFL teams, I couldn't even tell you who the head coach is. And I love this stuff. Like, I follow it. Um, but Shan- Shanahan's noticeable. He has, like, an offensive aesthetic. Like, you know you're watching a Shanahan team when you watch the Niners. Like, you know what they're trying to do, which is important to me. Um, he's not just calling plays. I like it, but really, Spacey, come to Detroit. Um, come and sign with the Lions. Great fan base, growth industry, heading in the right direction. Honolulu blue jersey. It'd be a fun purchase. Can, We'd love to have you in Detroit. To simplify things for Spacey. So we've given him, I'd say, what, half a dozen options of like, yeah, hey, if you're looking for this, go here. Can we give yeah. him the under no circumstances pick these teams list? Yeah, let's do that real quick. I, I feel um, like, yeah, this this is sort of essential. Packers, absolutely don't pick the Packers for two reasons. Yeah. Uh, one, I hate them. Two, Aaron Rodgers will be gone be in the next couple of years, and they don't have any other options. That's, that's going to be a bad choice. Don't be a Vikings fan. They'll break your heart repeatedly. Don't be a Bears fan for yeah. all the reasons we discussed. So the NFC North is Detroit or nothing. So those are those are a few yeah. options of just absolutely don't pick these teams. Who, who do you have? I got another team? one. Okay. Washington Commanders. Terrible branding, <laughs> terrible uniform. I low-key hate the city. Like I don't I don't enjoy going to Washington DC. Whenever I do, I have a bad time. Um not not the Commanders. It's it's a it's a disaster. Don't do it. Well, just um, don't don't do the NFC East. Yeah. No yeah, one in no the Giants. NFC East is worth rooting for. Yeah. The Giants are I mean, I think they had a great draft and it's yeah. it barely makes them interesting. Um, yeah, you can't take on a team whose starting quarterback is Daniel Jones. You just yeah, can't do mm-mm. it. Um, the the Cowboys, Eagles have an unwatchable uniform. Yep. Can't do it. Yeah, unless the yeah. Eagles go back to the Randall Cunningham era green, in which case they, they become yeah. potentially interesting. I also hold grudges yep. against teams that hammer the Vikings in uh, championship games, so I don't like the Eagles. I don't like the Giants. Um, and yeah. you can't root for the Cowboys because they're the Cowboys. Like I don't know what else needs to be said. Um, yeah. Let's see. Uh, I'm gonna see, say hard no on the hard no on the Saints. Yes, pajamic yes. uniform and Jameis Winston a quarterback. I'm out. And you know, hammered the Vikings. It. Well, they didn't hammer the Vikings. They barely beat the Vikings in a title game that they cheated in. So, yep, that's I'm um, they're out on that. Yeah. Uh, Seattle's out. The only re- people like Seattle for two reasons: one, they're from Seattle, or two, they're girls who like that color green. Um, and yeah. so that Seattle is out. They're also they're going to be terrible. And they don't have a plan yeah. for their future. Really rough situation. I think Denver's out because I don't like Russell Wilson. Um, yeah, there you go. I yeah, I like that call. Which is a bummer because I I love I like Denver a lot, and I would like yeah. that team a lot. Except that I just can't root for Russell Wilson. I really can't stand him. He's a weirdo. He's just a weird dude. He's yeah. not fun to listen to in interviews. Uh, 
I don't know if I have any other like hard out, hard no type teams. I mean, we, we've covered. I think we've two thirds of the teams. We've covered most of them. I think the Browns are a hard out. What, what about Pittsburgh? Yeah, um, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is a sneaky like growth industry team right now, in the sense that like they've always done pretty smart things. It's a cool city, dude. Have you ever been to Pittsburgh? Oh, I I love Pittsburgh. I've only been a couple Pittsburgh times. Pittsburgh is been dope, years, dude. But yeah, really yeah. cool town. Yeah, it looks really cool. You got the river going right through a cool stadium. Great history, obviously. Uh, if Pittsburgh would go back to the like Neil O'Donnell, Chad Brown era number font, I'd be so all over Pittsburgh. I'd be buying a yeah. jersey immediately. Um, their their number font is so early two thousands. It's gross. It's hard to look at. But I kind of dig the Steelers otherwise. Yeah, I I think the Steelers are a strong like I would put them above the Colts on the list of teams to consider. Um Yeah. The other thing is as long as Mike Tomlin is their head coach, they will never be bad. They will always be yeah. competitive. And if yeah. they have the right quarterback, we'll see if Kenny Pickett's that guy. I'm skeptical. Uh yeah. then they're, you know, they're they're a playoff team. Um, what about yeah, the- you're getting some national games with the Steelers. Yep. You know, you flip them on; they're a fun watch. What were you gonna say? What about the Browns? Eh, I don't, I don't like it. Um, I don't like it because here's the here's the weird thing about the Browns. Right? They win every off season, and Browns fans are always like, "Oh, you know, look who we brought on. We're gonna be unstoppable." And then they go nine and seven, and there's a little bit of that obnoxiousness at work uh I, not to you know be the moral high ground guy but like i don't like the deshaun watson thing um until he's i don't know i don't know what would have to happen yeah it would, i'm, I'm it, not into it it know? would be gross to jump on that bandwagon right now like you mm-hmm. yeah you know full well i mean it's it's a little bit like getting behind a harvey weinstein film like there's just you're like eh, i don't care if the <laughs> exactly. movie's good i'm not sure i can be excited about it Exactly. Yeah, I would just I would keep the Browns at arm's length right now. Um, I think Baker was a lot more likable, and I don't like how quickly the fan base turned on Baker. And you know, some of that's Baker's fault, sure, but like they went from loving that guy and naming their kids after him to like <laughs> hating him and thinking he was the worst in like twenty minutes, and I don't like it. Um, oh, I, I know one no, more hard no team. Here's the team. Go ahead. That we just have totally left out, and the their eleven fans are screaming at us. I think the Bengals are the team. Oh, they're fun. Yeah, they're they, fun. The great only, uniform. Yes. Uh huh. Awesome uniform. Smaller city, so like you're not you're not kind of doing the cultural cool thing. Like Cincinnati is not a cool city in terms of like people flocking there. So they have a it's very sneaky, loyal, cool looking though. Yeah, but I mean, like, it's it's not like, yeah. you know, if you get behind yeah, Denver, like, uh, Seattle, congratulations, right. so did the rest of the world. Um, yeah. They really fun team, and it seems like they're doing smart things to make a good, young, interesting team. Like, last year they were an upstart. They should not have been in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This year, they've strengthened a lot of their weaknesses, and I don't think they've gotten worse anywhere. They, I agree. Assuming health, they're going to be a really fun team. I would strongly consider. I would put them at the front of my list of teams to strongly consider for Spacey. Dude, they're fun. Yes, and they're just they're fun to like. Burrow's easy to like. Um, yeah, I think that's a great one, dude. 
uh, a very watchable uniform, iconic helmet, cool jersey. The black one especially looks awesome on TV. Um, yeah, I think the Bengals are a great call. I've got one more hard no team, and this is just perfunctory, if anything. Carolina. Eh. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. I still think of them as an expansion team, even though they've been around for 30 <laughs> years now. Like Because they keep doing um, expansion team things. It's just not fun to like Carolina. and um, Terrible uniform, they, too. You know, yeah, their stadium's boring. Their city's kind of boring. It, uh, the uniform's their, boring. Their uniform feels like a Titans uniform with some black thrown in. Like, just a little bit. <laughs> exactly. It, it just, it's the same sort of like, yeah. Ja- yeah. Uh, Jacksonville's no, a hard no as well. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, for sure. Tampa, Tampa. I'd say Tampa. No, just because it's like, what are you just like following Tom Brady around? It's like, too front Wilson, what are we doing here? Yeah, yeah. Two front runner. You can't follow Tom Brady around. Although Tampa had a, they had a really good draft too. Actually, um, I like what they did. Yeah, it's it's. It would be too easy at this point, you know. And while Brady is a winner, I don't know if he's that fun. Um, especially this iteration of Brady where his face is, is sort of reptilian and, and he's, he's kind of transitioned into being Jeff Bezos, you know, I don't, I don't think this Brady is that fun. Um, so yeah, maybe, maybe a no on Tampa, but, uh, pipe, I think we've done good work here. I think we've given our friend Spacey a lot to think about. Um, I hope he lets me in on his thought process at church and, um, via text. So space, if you're out there. Uh, I hope we've given you some good options and let us know who you sign with. Can, Pipe, we can, we can have I to, ask this? Yeah, go I'm ahead. I'm going to extend this by 30 seconds. So you yeah, made sure. a very important sure, sure. point. Uh, Tom Brady's not interesting. We've discussed this with his boring kind of documentary series earlier. Yeah. He just got, it was, it was put out in the news that oh, he was man, given yeah. a 10-year, yeah. $375 million contract to go talk for a living once he retires. Yeah. And, and this is... This, this is a boring like, uh, guy who doesn't talk very well for a living. Yeah, yeah. He, this sounds so foolish to me. Like, I, agree. I don't want to watch him. I'm 100% muting him. They're paying him $37.5 million a year whenever he retires to make me turn the sound off on my TV. Yeah, it's going to take about three three weeks to realize you'd rather watch the weird Akib Talib Fox game than watch the Brady game. And, um, yeah, I, I think it's a bad... It's a bad swing by Fox. Um, you get it kind of on paper in terms of, oh my gosh, the brand. This guy's a huge star, you know. But but people people watch Brady to see Brady play football. They don't watch him to watch somebody who's charismatic. You know what I mean? Like he's a great quarterback. He's an incredible like distributor of the football. Nobody's done it better. And we love those things, and you love to watch him compete. But yeah, I don't think I'm watching him on TV. Yeah, not as not a, unless he comes out of the head. gates just shredding people, you know, absolutely yeah. dismantling game plans and coaches, and like throwing people under the bus for the he first time in 25. Yeah. If he if he comes out doing that, Mia culpa, I was wrong. Yeah, no, I agree, I agree, but I doubt it, you know, because he's he's too calculating, you know. That would be. That would constitute a risk, and he's a risk averse, you know, kind of guy by nature. But uh, yeah, it'll be it'll be fascinating. That is an ungodly amount of money to pay any talking head. Um, but hey, the TV industry is nothing if not unpredictable. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> Pipe, we've done what we always do on this podcast and that we've gone over an hour on on football and uniforms and NFL draft stuff. It's been a blast. Uh, next time we, we come around on this podcast, we'll have to talk about uh, the disappointing season that my Mariners are having and how they've kind of gone back to sucking. And uh, I'm not super thrilled about that, but uh, that's another topic for another time. And until next time. Thank you for listening to the Happy Rant Sports Podcast. Be sure to visit thehappyrant.com to check out our merchandise, learn more about upcoming live events, and listen to past episodes. The Historical Jesus Podcast is the sweeping saga of the life and times of Galilean Jesus of Nazareth, as well as the faith, religion, and church founded to honor and disseminate his acts and teachings. Join me, Mark Vinette, on this fascinating journey through time, exploring the many great works of Christian theology, literature, architecture, music, and art inspired by the words and deeds of Jesus Christ.